Hi there, you've reached Julie Clark. Um, this is the second edition of my new podcast. And just a quick recap, I recently posted a podcast on my website, julieclarktherapy.com. And it's uh, julieclark with an e therapy.com. And you'll see on there, uh, we don't quite have a formal name yet for the podcast, but it's coming, we're working on it. I have a couple really, really good ideas. And I just wanted to, um, there was some news this week uh, for those of us who work with children in trauma. It was, when I heard about the news through social media, it was pretty fantastic. I immediately got this, oh my gosh, Oprah is going to be on 60 Minutes, a U.S. news talk show talking about childhood trauma and effective ways or different forms of treatment that are effective, talking about something called trauma-informed care. And I immediately took a step back and I thought, wait a second, this is huge. This is really, really big. And it's big because we went through an era of behavior and focusing on behavior and learning ways to manage a child's behavior and um, attention seeking and ways to um, teach our kids right from wrong and teach them lessons. And now through brain development research, we're understanding more and more that these aren't entirely effective ways of working with children. There's a number of individuals that I, well, I call mentors in my field. And, and one of those mentors is um, Bruce Perry, who Oprah interviews on the 60 Minutes episode. And he runs something called the Child Trauma Academy. He's an American psychiatrist. The Child Trauma Academy is in Houston, Texas. And the main message was sort of bringing forward, the main message on the 60 Minutes interview with Oprah was bringing forward the lens of trauma-informed care, what that is, and, you know, what that concept introduces in terms of working not just with children, youth, but also working with adults who maybe as developing children had some experience that was, and I, you know, I kind of, I'm very cautious with the, with the word trauma because quite often when, as you'll see in the 60 minute interview, which you can just Google and, and find it, um, Oprah talks about how not asking the question, what's wrong with you to someone who does something? Um, maybe they act out in the classroom, for example, but more so asking what happened to you. Or even just not directly to the person, but just wondering to yourself more that, you know, you hear that all the time. What's wrong with that people? What's wrong with that person? But it really is more about what happened to you and understanding that you know, sometimes odd behaviors or poor choices, there's really, really valid reasons for 
that may not be apparent in the moment and for some people may not be apparent to them. But there's valid reasons for certain behaviors and that's why the concept of the term attention-seeking behavior, I never resonated with that because I was confused. I was always thinking, but then they need attention, you know, and so sort of trying to kind of become... Um, become a sleuth and try and figure out why is it that they're behaving this way. And so um, giving them the opportunity to recognize that there is another way of behaving and that for, for, the, for the time being, for the circumstances, um, the current challenges, whatever they are, that there's an acting out behavior that is happening for a reason. And so the, the word trauma for some people is downplayed, misunderstood, is only viewed as a catastrophic loss, car accident, death, uh, violence. But in reality, trauma is a devastating moment that freezes you in time, that overwhelms your autonomic nervous system, that, as I said, freezes you. It stifles it stifles you and it stifles your development. It stifles who you are and it can hold us back from moving forward. It can literally halt development in children. And so with new and current brain research, this is becoming more and more apparent and people like Bruce Perry are speaking out about this and helping to educate the masses in a way that brings attention to my, you know, things I do in my practice and how I approach the, the clients, all clients, whether it's children, youth, or adults in my, in my practice. And so it doesn't have to be that catastrophic loss. And years ago, I was a, um, a responder for victim services. And here in Ontario, Canada, Victim Services is a program through the Ministry of the Attorney General. And it is um, for immediate response to um, situations that are dispatched through police officers and emergency providers. And so... Um, it mostly works with victims of crime and tragic circumstance. And as I was training to become a responder, uh, we would be given these role play scenarios that were literally one sentence. <laughs> it used to be really difficult because we wanted this big story in this context. And, you know, there's this natural inclination to analyze and know more. But they purposely only gave us one sentence of a scenario um, and then together as a group, we would branch out and practice being responders and um, through their teaching. And this was a volunteer program, so I wasn't a trained therapist at the time. In fact, I sought out this volunteer opportunity because I wanted to make sure that I could immerse myself in someone else's crisis and that I myself could be okay at the end. And I felt like this, the way that this volunteer program was designed... Um, they have to accept you at the end. And so I put a lot of faith in 
knowing that if they didn't feel like I was ready, that I wouldn't be accepted into the program. And so that gave me the courage to go through, I think it was a total of 60 hours worth of training, but a really big job to be able to train just individuals wanting to do good in their communities, but making sure that when you're reaching out to someone in their emotional crisis or after being a victim of a crime, that they're not going home and suffering from um, symptoms that are overwhelming and having them sort of experience their own trauma because of what they've heard. And so the training was very serious. And um, in one of those role play scenarios, I'll never forget this, and I talk about it all the time. It was, um, I don't remember if it was a man or a woman, but someone's car had been broken into. And at that time, there wasn't iPods and iTunes and all that stuff. And so, or digital music. Um, the person's vehicle was broken into and all their CDs, their music CDs were stolen. And we as responders were responding to this call. The police had shown up and this person was in such distress over their CDs being stolen. And so we had to support that person. And our job is to be there for them in that moment. And so a big learning from that was that for them that could be a trauma. And so I just wanted to come back to that teaching around, you may not think you're walking around with having experienced trauma in your life, but odds are you probably have, and for one reason or another, maybe don't recognize it, unless, like I said, it's a catastrophic life-changing event. Um, even things like having minor surgery, that's an invasion on the body. That's an invasion that your body didn't know was coming and your mind might because you sought out the surgery or you were told that you had to have this surgery. But as far as your actual body, um, that's a, that's a shock and a trauma to the body. And so we had to really work through as a group in our role play and through debriefing afterwards um, the natural judgments that come up around, well, what the heck? You know, it's just CDs. But in actuality, for that person, it wasn't just CDs. And we don't know the meaning of those CDs, and it doesn't matter. What matters in that moment is that that person is in distress. And so when you ask yourself what happened to you, there is not sympathy. It's not sympathy that helps people through their emotional turmoils. It's not that at all. People don't want sympathy. But in asking, again, whether you're asking the person directly or you're just standing back and wondering yourself rather than bringing forward that judgment of this is ridiculous. This is only about CDs. And look at that person overreacting. But when we ask ourselves, what happened to you? It creates space for empathy, which has the capacity to override the judgment. And the judgment is what is so harmful when having that human face-to-face -face contact. And so Dr. Perry, in the interview with Oprah, speaks about how 
relationships are really, really key in helping to support young people who have experienced trauma in their lives. And who, through these relationships, there's a meaning behind who they are as a person. And research does indicate and research does show that it doesn't have to be the biological parent. Ideally, that would be what it is, but it doesn't have to be the biological parent. Um, now, when it isn't the biological parent, there's a whole other set of things that we have to watch out for when working with children through a trauma-informed lens, and maybe that'll be a great topic for another future podcast. But there is a clinical psychologist, a Canadian clinical psychologist. His name is Dr. Gordon Neufeld, and... Um, his last name is uh, N-E-U-F-E-L-D. And he is based out of British Columbia. And he does a lot of talking. He's a developmental psychologist. And he does a lot of talking about um, breaking down aspects of um, attachment and relationships and why they're so important um, in our children's lives and in the development of children. And so you could Google him, and uh, there's many videos online that you have access to that he's done. Uh, he does have a website as well, and there's lots of really, really great information in there. But just to kind of highlight the relationship aspect of the interview with um, Dr. Perry and Oprah, I thought I would provide listeners to the resource, the Canadian resource, Dr. Gordon Newfeld to check out. And that's where I'm going to wrap up today's episode. Um, like I said, there's uh, lots of information, rich, rich information. I was so, I was literally tickled. I was exuberant about hearing Oprah doing this interview. And so I know this isn't the last uh, on that topic. And, and like I said, I'll, uh, create another blog post about that in the near future so thanks for listening and uh, by all means you can contact me at info at julieclarktherapy.com and let me know what topics you would like me to chat about or any interest that you have or curiosities or um, thoughts on things I definitely want to hear from you and this podcast really is about about you all and me offering up any bit of information that I can to have you think about things or shift your thinking into a different direction and to open up the possibility for another avenue in as parents, caregivers, sometimes feeling really stuck in working with or working with, <laughs> I work with, but when you raise your children. And so please let me know if you have any questions and I'd be delighted to hear from you. And so I'll sign off for now, but uh, stay tuned for the next one. Bye for now.